Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Mill fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them. You can DM me at Actong Millwall, and I'll pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. You're listening to Actong Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Set no substitute. Good morning, dear listeners. Welcome to. The last match show of Akdong Mill for the season, for the 2021 20, uh, season, strange season. Speaking with me this morning, I've got, for his sins, I don't know what sins you've committed, Steve, in the past <laughs> life. I hope they were good. It's Mr. Steve Evans, new voice. Welcome, Steve. Uh, morning, Nick. Thanks for having me on, mate. Um, now, obviously, everyone was <laughs> we got slaughtered <laughs> 6-1 yesterday. But before Steve and I begin our, um, uh, what should we call it, our wake um, we're going to run part of Gary Rowett's post-match conversation on uh, on, on the official website. He hasn't this hasn't gone out on Twitter for some reason. I don't think there's anything more to that than just the poor sound quality. So apologies in advance, listeners, for the the windy conditions at uh, at Birmingham yesterday. Let's run that now. I don't want to take anything away from Coventry because they played some good football and got some good areas, but it just looked like we gave up. It looked like we didn't want to win. There was no real leadership out there there was no real you know even at 3-1 sometimes you have to accept that you're not playing well and you have to make sure that your back four solid and organised you have to make sure the midfield don't lose their shape just playing like it didn't really matter and, and, and that was disappointing because um, you know again we wanted to finish the season strongly what I think I've got to do today is I've got to I don't want to go into the season full of um remorse and regret and feeling like today shapes the way that the season's looked and um, I think it's been a positive season I think for 45 games uh, I've said it before I think we've given everything we've got 
today I think I'd like to isolate, um, which is not acceptable. And I apologise to anybody who's had to watch that um, because it was really, really poor. And, and the other thing is as well, for some players, it was their last game uh, in the Millwall shirt. And, you know, that's I said to the other players, you've had to let those players have the last game in the Millwall shirt like that. You shouldn't be ashamed of yourselves, really. So, so, But I think for the rest of the season, I think we've been... You know, we've made progress in different ways. It's been a difficult season to have none of our fans here. Um, you know, to have different situations with COVID, to have the intensity of the games. I have to view the season as a whole. and um, I think it's been positive. I think we're building it next year. I'm, I'm very, very positive about the summer. I don't want to let this affect how I feel about it. Um, you know, we'll make some good signings. We'll be a much stronger team um, next year. I think maybe for one or two players today, it might mean I have to be a little bit more ruthless because there were players out there that didn't make me think all next season could be different for them. It made me think maybe we've got to be a little bit stronger in terms of what we do over the summer. And, and um, So, yeah, so you have to learn lessons as a manager. You don't want to learn it losing 6-1 because it's actually pretty humiliating on the sideline. Achtung. So there we have it. Um, I don't know if you've heard that, Steve. It's it's not done the rounds on social media. Um, and it was a pretty poor sound recording. But it was interesting to hear Gary Rowett speaking about that disgraceful performance yeah, I mean, yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, I had, a, I had a listen to it off the website last night. And um, yeah, it's, well, he it just sounds really embarrassed by it, doesn't it, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I I mean, we'll go into the into the into the the shit show in a moment, but I, it was you know I'm trying to find the right words. I've come up with disgraceful shambles. I mean, you you know you you run out of um, descriptions really. I mean, you, you and I both watched it for a sense of duty to the listeners that are listening to this. So we 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 hope you appreciate this, listeners. But it was <laughs> yeah. it was a tough watch, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, all I the only positive I took from it was we had about a 10, 15 minute spell in the first half. Yeah, where we create a few chances, but I weren't really. I mean, other than the Bradshaw one that hit the post, but there was nothing guilt edged in there. And then no. from that, I mean, they scored almost bang on half time to make it 2 0. I'd say even after we scored, we didn't really look like getting back into it. We just well, we switched off. No, didn't seem to believe in ourselves. We, we had two spells, and we might as well focus for the listeners who maybe overseas that listen to the show around all around the world that we had two spells where we didn't look too bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> momentarily, um, and that was in the first half. We were we were one nil down by this stage, Steve. After that first, um, oh, I mean, the, the time and space given to the Coventry for the sh- for the opening goal just broke my heart. I mean, we just like have a have a free shot from the edge of the penalty area. I mean, the, the, the boy put it away well, but I mean, most professionals would expect to do so, given that easy run into into the edge. Of the yeah, penalty. as you say, I mean, he's, the tight he, he had time to get it onto his right foot, uh, onto his left foot. So, well, his his pref, preferred foot, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, we yeah, he and, took it. Yeah, well. everyone just sort of stood off and went, "Yeah, go, on, mate. If you want to have a go, then then have a go." And it, obviously, it's gone in off. It went in off the post, didn't it? He went in off the uh, into the left left in off the post. Yeah, yeah um, number so, twenty four, whoever he is. Um, I think I, I, I thought it was I think it was Shipley who got the first one. I mean, Rowett touched on the fact that we conceded three goals from set pieces, which obviously isn't like us. But I thought the worst one of the lot was was it the fourth one where the keepers just hammered it down the middle, <laughs> and everyone's all over the place. Simple ball hit like from the from the inside right channel into the box, and mate's got a tap in. It was it was appalling. I mean, I you know we'll, we'll come on to the season as a whole because I think there's. 
one of the things that Gary Rowich said in his piece, Steve, was that he wanted to contrast the season with that performance yesterday. And I think he's, I think he has a point. I don't think you can entirely divorce the two for me, but we'll come back to that in a bit because the opening goal was on 15 minutes. That was preceded by two fairly, well, two chance. I'd note them as chances for yeah, I have as well, yeah. broken forwards, um, breaking from midfield. I mean, I, he was talking about uh, Gary Rowe was talking about the poor defending from from set pieces, and that was that was very true. But we were just well, we just were we were we were absent without leaving midfield yesterday. I mean, two two good chances, and that before the goal, when that was an easy run for the shot, as we've said already. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I think that O'Hare obviously he he was pretty good in the game at the Den as well. We struggled there, didn't and, we? Yeah, and well, I've, 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 the feeling I've got of social media from yesterday is we should try and sign him. I don't know whether we'd probably be able to even afford him, but <laughs> both games we've had against him this year, he's, he's tormented us, really. We struggled against Coventry. And I was, I was you know, at 1-0 halfway through the first half, I mean, it was all Coventry, in all honesty, at that point. And they, they had another shot just after the goal. We didn't look interested. And that was, that was what was really um, digging me. But... Um, I mean, we did struggle against Coventry at the Den, as, as, as we said, and I was trying to analyse why, because, you know, Coventry are decisively below us in the table, Steve. They're, they're not um, a side that you would say um, are challengers, not maybe, I don't know about next season, but they, they look busy. Yeah, but yeah, they've got plenty of, I think they've got a lot of young players, haven't they? So they've got plenty of legs. Hmm. It's like you say, when, they, when them first few chances, when they was just running straight through the middle of us, and we just like in midfield looked like we didn't give a shit really. Well, I mean that was that. I mean that's the the game in a nutshell. Um, yeah. And and Coventry, I think they they did have some pacey movement, but and, and uh, you know again you have to try and um, balance how much of that was us giving it to them and how much they were taking it. There's there's a you know a bit of both I suppose. Um, and our only little bit of decent play came about around about the half hour mark where we'd had a shot I think Mason Bennett shot into the side netting and then there was a really good really nice move and Bradshaw hit the post from a kind of a back heel almost Johan Cruyff style the cheek you know back yeah, it's heel. A, bit like, a bit like the goal we scored against Leeds wasn't it really um, yeah but yeah, obviously that one didn't come. But then you'd say after that, that was pretty much it, other than the goal, <laughs> which they sort of took pity on us and scored for us. But um, well, the, the, yeah, I'd say that that Bradshaw one was probably the only thing of note where you'd say, yeah, well, that was a nice bit of play. But other than that, the rest of it was was terrible. Well, we hit the post, uh, and that was unlucky. Um, and then a couple of, I mean, I, I actually wrote the word pressure, mill pressure, and I, 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 that, that went, that, that stopped <laughs> as soon as I wrote that. <laughs> as soon as I wrote that down, it stopped. Um, a nice Jed run, and that was that was the end of what, I, what you might call pressure. And then there was, I thought the killer goal actually was the one just before half time because I mean we we'd somehow had stumbled through the half and we're still only at one nil. And I thought, well, you know, hopefully a rocket at half time and come out fighting in a second. Um, and that was that was um, that was a, a corner, I believe. When it was a, a, a... yeah, they had. Well, I think it was the bit where uh, was it? He played Bart played it out to Ryan Woods, and he ended up almost running all the way back to. That's him. right. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then stuck it under stuck it under his feet while he was basically standing on the goal line. Um, I thought he made like a messy yeah, style was... run into the penalty area, and it was our own penalty area. Yeah. <laughs> And then I think, yeah, a couple of corners after that, that it was 2-0, yeah. And the balls into the box we're normally very good at. I don't think, I said, said to someone yesterday, the fact that Hutchison weren't playing yesterday. Yeah, it's a big loss, isn't he? I think, like, especially when it comes to things like defending corners, he, he, he obviously is an organiser. Um, I mean, Jake was all 
at sea, I think, yesterday. I mean, he, he didn't look himself in the second half. He lost a couple of headers where you think, well, Jake Cooper's losing a header then. Yeah, it's you're, not... You're, you're playing a giraffe or um, he's, he's not with it, you know, and he yeah. wasn't with I it. Yeah, I, I think that's just the general thing with everyone. We know we weren't with it yesterday, but no. obviously the minimum we ask for is that you, you turn up and you act like you give a shit, and we, yeah. there was none of that yesterday. No, so that was an easy poke in for 2 0. And then a three way substitution at half time, Stephen. I wanted to get your take. I mean, we, we hadn't looked interested, and, you know, I wasn't um, I'm against three way substitutions where you're chasing a game with 2 0 down. So you could argue we're chasing that, 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 that fixture from there onwards. But as a replacement midfield, he's, he's taken out um, Billy Mitch and, and Ryan Woods. And there may be reasons to, to criticise both yesterday. Bringing in Sean Williams, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a great servant. We'll come back to I him. Think, yeah, I mean, I think when you look at that one now in isolation, he, pro- he probably just wanted to give him forty-five minutes. As With he kept his arm back. Yeah, oh, I think you're right. Um, and Conor Mahoney came in. I mean, I, I, I rather think that we were conceding the game at half time in many respects. I, you know, um, I suppose you know you, you can't win as a football manager if you make changes, you get criticised. If you don't make changes, you're going to get criticised. Change of formation to four three three. The thing that struck me as odd, and they, I don't know if you picked this up from the TV commentary, Steve, is they they said that Gary Rowett didn't go in the dressing room at half time. Yeah, I, I, I was at half time. I, I disappeared outside for, for a fag and yeah, debating. Contain general your life. emotions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I came back up, came back up, and I, yeah, they just said he. he be, I think they said he, he hardly went in the dressing room, was what I heard. But yeah, strange. like you say, it's a bit of a strange one. So he's whether he's. He's laid it all on Adam Barrett to go and do the team talk, or yeah, I mean, again, odd one. I mean, we, we certainly looked a little bit better when we came out for the second half, and uh, again, this is the second brief flicker of the candle for anyone yeah. that didn't watch the match yesterday. We got um, there's actually quite a nice move for the goal. Um, Scott Malone going down the left, a, a good run, decent cross, and that caught the um, the commentary defender just before Tom Bradshaw was going to put it into the net. So. I thought at that point I allowed myself the brief. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel I did that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Make that mistake, <laughs> and then it all went um, well down the Swanee River from there onwards. Um, you know, um, three one four one five one, and we just looked in, in, in that was inside what eight minutes. We've gone three goals. Uh, beyond. Yeah, well, I think I've got us down. We scored on fifty three, and then by sixty six, it was five one. So, yeah, defensive errors, awful defending for the fourth one. I think that was the one that you. You've mentioned earlier on, Steve. Um, Jake Beaton, easy, easy chance given away. Shambles defending on sixty-six. I mean, they, they, I would say uh, an okay Coventry side. I mean, the, the league table doesn't lie, and they're, they're still below us after yesterday's win. Um, but they, we we seem to be allowing them multiple men around the ball inside our own penalty area unchallenged. They're, they're just like it was. It was like a, the the proverbial easy run, wasn't it yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they touched on it in Coventry. It was. They were playing like they they needed a winning goal for for that for that little period. Even when it was four or five one, they still kept coming at us. Yeah, and we we just I think we got lucky to a point. Was just scrambling balls away, making sure we didn't concede. It probably it should have been of, more. I mean, yeah, I, I mean there was no sort of defensive shape going on. It was just ball came into the box, right? Just throw something at it and try and get rid of it. I mean, if we park park the the, the chances in the first half, Stephen, I mean, we've gone five one down on sixty six minutes. So that's when Tyler Bury's come in for Tom Bradshaw. And same point, I've written hungry, uh, Coventry look hungry uh, for more goals. And Bart's doing well, got a save on 70 minutes, chance, chance, 74, 75. 
you know, if, if one of those had got in, we, six one could have become seven or eight one. It could have been, you know, to, to talk of double figures it would not have been outrageous based yeah, on what I mean, we saw as, yesterday. Especially after sixty six. I mean, what was that? I think they got three in about seven or eight minutes. Yeah. And then, like I say, they 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 didn't they didn't really let up. They just kept coming forward, and you thought, oh, well, yeah, it could. What we're going to watch? Six, yeah. seven, or eight. But obviously, it was six in the end. But... And we had a clearance off the line, six one on eighty three minutes. I got a clearance off the line on eighty six from uh, after the Bart save. So, you know, we <laughs> we did well to get away from the St Andrews with a six one um, hammering, um, which is you know when you say things like that in in a cold light of day, you can say that sounds a bit over dramatic. He's strong it there, but. I think that was a fair assessment of yesterday's shambles. And I mean, listening to Gary Rowish, Stephen, because there's a bigger point really here, and that's that's an A, assess the season, and then where does what do we learn from yesterday? And I, I, I think you can probably read quite a lot into the small details. It's what's that saying about characters, what you do when no one's watching you, and it? it's it's yeah, exactly yeah. I think uh, the other one he said in the in the post match was it, it made his mind up on certain people. That intrigued me. So obviously, he's played. He, He's played certain players yesterday with a thing of him, like, right, go and prove yourself. And obviously, they haven't done that. But it'd be interesting to know who them players are. I'd be interested to know I, yeah. I thought the majority of that team would probably be in and around next season. Yeah, I, I would agree. And that, that 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 was the conversation that intrigued me. Because, I mean, looking at the team, Bart Bielkowski goes player of the season. He's going nowhere, and rightly so. Yeah. And then the back line, Jake Cooper. Um, okay. Um you know, he, he looked lost yesterday, and you can you can talk about no hutch, and you know he's got Romeo on one side of him, George Evans on the other. Yeah, um, I, think, I mean, I think Evans was fucking awful yesterday. He was poor. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I it's agree. Probably one of the worst games I've seen him have for us so far, if not the worst. I mean, Marlon <laughs> gets a lot of gets a lot of flack, and you can I, I, I'm going to touch some of the reasons why that might be. But he looked out. He was out of position. He looked out of position yeah. yesterday. Um, I know he's played central defence for his country, he's Antigua, I think, but that's a different different level. Um, Evans didn't look... I mean, for, for a few games now, I thought George Evans in defence is not an answer. Um, yeah, I mean, Rowett sort of alluded to... He, he doesn't want to play him as a centre-half when people... Well, when, obviously, Pierce wasn't playing very well. Yeah. But, <clears throat> like you say, from watching him play in these last few games, you can see why Rowett doesn't want to put him there, I think. So he... He gives the ball away too much for someone who's playing in that position. I think if you do it, if you do it in midfield, you've obviously got that line of defence behind her. If he's giving the ball away on the edge of his own 18 yard box all the yeah, time, you get it it's just going to lead to chances for, for the opposition. So you just yeah, I'll I'd say don't don't try that experiment again if I'm going to it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Achtung, Mehlball. One of the things, obviously, Gary Rowe in his post-match conversations said goals. Obviously, we need, we've struggled for goals all season. There's no, there's no secret on that. Um, but he was talking about strengthening other areas. And I'm wondering whether defence, because I, I, I did a print, and the reason I mentioned defence is that we've it's been so inconsistent, Steve. Because on the one yeah. hand, you've got Spark Bielkowski, and I can't remember if it was 17 or 18 clean sheets for the season. I've, I've, I've totted up 18, but I think I might have included a cup game in that. So 17 league uh, clean sheets. No mean achievement. That's a, and that, no. that goes for the defence no, too. Right. Yeah. But then over the season, inconsistency, eight defeats where we've conceded three plus goals. And that includes QPR as a 3-2 loss, which you could argue is not quite such a bad thing. But yeah, anyway. but yeah, you've got the, I think was it the hardest field by my turn to Siver. Yeah. Even the commentary home guy, there's yeah, there's, there's there'll be a, there'll be a game every now and again where you're like, well, it, it's out of character, but you're not even shocked when it happens to us. You look at and then the last six games. Um, I mean, we weren't really contenders for the playoffs. Let's let's be realistic, but we were t- uh, ninth in um, Swansea at home prior yeah. to that. We're coming into so that. So it was only a few weeks ago, weren't it? Tenth we of April, Steve. Tenth of April. Um, yeah. We got hammered, 3-0, and I think we did get well beat by Swansea. And then um, a decent draw, strangely, at Brentford, given given their stat, you know, status. But we've taken some hammerings, um, and we've had a few beatings over the course of the season, a few 3-0 losses. But the last six games where we haven't had the faintest glimmer of something on the line, we've gone to pieces. I mean, if you take out that Bristol 4-1 win, which looks a little yeah. bit like... Um, I don't know, you know, a special special case almost. I mean, include yesterday's six one stuffing. We've got four one against Bournemouth. Um, I did a I did a we played we played last six, we've won one, drawn one, got beat four times, yeah, conceded fifteen goals. That's the defense. So you know Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but obviously I think I don't yeah, Hutch has Hutch has been missing for a few of those. Like I say I touched on that earlier. Yeah. But it's the people loss. that step in I think the people that step in have just you've got to do you've got to be doing better basically. I think Obviously, when we lost to Bournemouth, a few people accused us of being on the beach in that game. Yes, they did. And then obviously people accused, but even Bart obviously came out and accused Bristol City of being on the beach. But obviously that bit him in the arse <laughs> yesterday. Um, but I think we sort of trumped the pair of them as if a pair of them performances just say, that one on the beach, this this is how you do it on the beach. And oh. yeah, which is, like I say, that second half in particular, at least in the first half, we had sort of a spell where we looked like we might do something. <clears throat> But then came yeah. out in the second half and felt a bit. I mean, I, it's a cliche to say it. The league table does not lie, and we finished. No. I think it, I think it's eleventh or twelfth. I can't remember where we we finished. But anyway, we are mid table, deservedly, yeah. deservedly an average side. Now, that, on on one hand, you can say that's uh, that's that's pretty good by mill standards historically. To finish mid table in the second tier is, you know, we haven't done that many times over the course of our history, going back to the the formation of the club. So it's, it's an achievement in that sense. And um, two top half finishes in the last two years. So we're now an established 
uh, hopefully we're an established championship side, um, which is an achievement. And, you know, we've, we've done it in a, in a very strange season, Steve. This has been yeah. nothing. Yeah, so I called it an anomaly yesterday. I think it's a good description. There's nothing mm. like it ever, um, even including wartime in some ways. I suppose it's about as close as you're going to get, but then very different circumstances and different times. Um, as far as as far as next season's concerned, um, Rowett he went to some lengths in that interview on the website. Um, worth a look if you haven't seen it. I've lifted part of it for this show, but it's worth a look. But he goes to some lengths to say how we're going to strengthen. And yesterday's changed his mind on a few players and and, and so on. So we are anticipating a busy summertime, Steve. Yeah, I think. Oh well, hopefully. We hope. Um, I mean, yeah. I the one, one positive I did take from yesterday is that he didn't throw Bob Barson on. No. And I feel, no. I'm, I'm wondering if he was just looking at it thinking Neville got to be depressed enough at home watching this. I'm not gonna... <laughs> I normally set my watch by that when I'm watching a game. Well, you know, I, did, I was surprised he brought Bury on in the end, to be honest. Because I, I, one thing I'd say, obviously, you know, no one really does want to see Bob Barson, but... No. With Bury at the same time, do you really want to throw a kid on in, in that scenario? Because he, he barely got a kick. I mean, it's two arguments. I mean, I'd, I'd say the same about Hayden Muller. And he was on the bench. Um, but for him not to start, and I can see how, you know, there's an argument if you're playing experienced championship size, good championship size, like like the likes of Bournemouth, Swansea, um, Watford. Yeah, to leave him out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to do a hollow way, Steve, and, and no. get, bring kids the in. With are, man. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, I, I, I can get that. But I mean, Coventry, that was the ultimate dead rubber yesterday. And as we saw from the team's show, they, they regarded it as as such too. But I don't think Hayden Muller would have regarded that as a as a dead rubber. And I think um, it, was a, it was a strange choice not to have at least given him full, uh, 90 minutes or 45 minutes potentially. Well, yeah, like I was going to say yesterday, I was surprised Evans came out for the second half, to be honest, because I thought he was that bad in the first half. He did and I, yeah, I would have been up for seeing Muller for 45 minutes yesterday. Because I don't... I, well, it's hard to say, really. We might still have ended up conceding six, but like I say, it's another one. Do you throw a kid into that scenario? But you got to play him at some. If you believe, if you believe they've got something about him, you got to throw him in there at some point. I mean, Billy Mitchell and Danny Mac about now both first choice. Yeah, they're regulars. Yeah, starters. <laughs> so they are both good enough. Um, and football management, Steve, is a is a ruthless business. I mean, it, you know, you, there's, there's I, I think I said on one of the previous shows, we we as a Millwall fan base, I think sometimes fall into the kind of slightly sentimental um, trap um, because the football manager has to look at the the harsh realities. Of, are you really good enough? And if you see it, the, if you see it or you don't, you know, and who knows with Hayden Muller? Whenever I have seen him, and he's only had what ten minutes or so in the few of the most recent games. He's not looked out of place in, in the championship. He, whether that would stretch over a whole half or, or the full 90. Don't yeah. ask, who knows? But we're not going to know. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think, I, I think Bury's getting more minutes than Muller, so you wonder if he's looking at loaning Muller out next year. Possibly. Um, like you spoke about the centre-half situation earlier, I'd be looking at, at Portius again from Hibs in the summer. Yeah. I, mean, I think, I think he, he would there, probably do a job for us. Yeah, I mean, I think the lack of depth has really come to the fore in the most the last six games. Probably tell that story. We've just, we've just covered that, and I think it's the lack of depth, especially in those key areas. We're playing this three-five-two um, style, which seems to be um, the way that that um, Gary Rowett sees us playing. Do you like their style, Steve? I mean, how do you? I'll, I'll try and look at it as more of a three-four-three because it seems a bit more attacking, at least. Yeah, 
But yeah. obviously, some some games you see how we set up, and it is. It, I mean, like I think Brentford away in particular, it is a five. It's it's set up to just not concede in some games. But I've, I've, the way I mean, Malone and Danny Mack get forward pretty well. So yeah, yeah, they're and, and they get up and down. I mean, I, I think that's one thing you can't accuse them of. They both got a set. They both got an engine on on them. Um, but yeah, it's having them that you need that three at the back to be solid. You do, um, and we've we've. You know, top scorer for the season there will be Jed Wallace, eleven goals, six assists, and then Scott Malone and Mason Bennett as joint joint second with six goals apiece. Then Matt Smith with the little that yeah. he's seen. You know, it's goal scoring is going to be an issue. I mean, we 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 can talk about strengthening in other areas, but at the end of the day, a, a goal scorer is is it worth his weight in gold? Quite literally. I, mean, I think another one that he, I took from what Rowett said afterwards, he said about Williams and Fielding leaving and. They've made contract offers to other players. Yes, yeah. So Smith is obviously one of those that's out of contract. I mean, I think I just think keep him for a year, give him another year because you throw him on in a game. I don't I think you've touched on this in a previous show. Like teams don't legislate for the opposition throwing on someone like Matt Smith. They don't. No. You don't defend against that in training. So he's just, he's worth having just for that alone. If, if we're chasing a game, Ben Thompson, Steve, he's another one that we. Yeah. You know, I mean, again. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, is he good enough? I, I I think he I think he is. He brings his Millwall spirit. Whether that's good enough for Gary Row, I don't know. He is out of contract in in the summertime, I believe. Um, we'll see. Um, I think the thing is with Tom, he's just he he, he does run it. Obviously, right? He's a bit like he's got a Jimmy Abdo about him in the sense that he will just run around. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> he falls over a lot. We know that, obviously. <laughs> but I think there's a, there might be certain games that. Where he'd, he'd just he'd, he'd get isolated, he'd, he he wouldn't be in the game, it'd pass him by a bit, like against the, against the top teams in the league anyway. Well, this is it. I mean, it's one of the things that we've really all know. I believe we've all noticed recently is there is a gap between the top six, the quality of the top play, uh, sides, and what the rest can produce. And I think we've been a bit exposed in that way. So whether Ben Thompson will be seen as part of next season plans, who who knows? Um, it's going to be an interesting summertime. I've, I've dug out a few comments from the internet to run past you, Steve. Um, yeah. Richard Harris says, any fan that thinks yes, games don't matter is not a proper Millwall fan for me. I don't expect us to win, but I do expect us to give a shit. I think we can all yeah, yeah. we can all concur with that. Um, similar point from Glenn. Glenn H uh, paid money. It cost us a tenner, that Steve. Tenner to watch that. <laughs> oh, mate. Um... Good one from Doug, Doug in Sweden, Stockholm. Doug Hume. Um, we found out about the players' character today. Most of them were found severely lacking, and I think that's an interesting point because I, I, I think we we'll probably speak for most Millwall fans on this, Steve. But I think you know you, you don't expect to win. You can easily go to Coventry and get beat. There's no, you know, it's, it's not unknown. But it's the manner in which you conduct yourself and the and the amount of um, effort that you bring to the to the party. And that was the bit that really struck me because if you do it once when you'll do it other times yeah exactly yeah i mean that, like i say that's 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 the one thing i took from it it was just the lack of it was a lack of fight really i think even when we got it back to 2-1 you didn't like they didn't really fit like you could see it didn't fire a rocket up them to for them to go again no and then yeah just a couple of minutes later they've gone up the other end and put the game out of sight so yeah like you say like we've already touched on you just you want us to give a shit and there yeah. was none of that there yesterday. It's a minimum, minimum ask. There's one here from Hannibal um, criticising Gary Rowett as, a, as, as in terms of his style of, of, of play. 
Um, so uh, for me, it's the constant tinkering and the persistence with 3-4-3, which is the formation you said, yeah. uh, but with no focal point in attack, and it really works. Um, and that comes back to the lack of quality up front, strike quality. I mean, Tom Bradshaw um, is okay. Um, <laughs> he's not He's not the only I mean, Zohor's gone back to um, West Brom he came from um, with his tail between his legs. I don't think that, that, that can be deemed any kind of success. I suppose if I was choosing a striker at the moment, then Bradshaw might be my choice, just purely on yeah. grounds, but not on... Yeah, that's that's what I'd go with. I mean, like obviously, he's tried with um, Zohor and Parrot, which yeah. obviously we all seem like we well we want to forget about. Um, <laughs> but so he, he he did try over the course of the season to to get someone in up front that would score some goals, and both of them just didn't work. No. And no. then I don't know whether I've noticed Bob Varsons. Obviously, he's, he's preferred Bradshaw in the last couple of games to Bob Varsons. Whether he's finally realised that Bob Varsons is shit. Um, but it like must have say, dawned on him at some point. Yeah, over the I mean, I think, I think the, the difference with Bradshaw, obviously, goals return, neither of them are that great. But at least with no. Bradshaw, he'll like, I'll take the Bristol City game as an example. He might he'll run his bollocks off. So and then it, so it gets to a point where you think. He deserves it. Like against Bristol City, he deserved a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, could right, never right. say about Bod Varson, oh, he's put himself about today, he probably deserves a goal. He just sort of, he strolls around like the balls, it like, so he waits for the ball to come to him. He's not really willing to go and chase it. He's Iceland's answer to Kenneth Zohor, isn't he? He's got like the yeah. arrogance of the greats, you know, the... Uh, I mean, the I like, it, like the way he, he, like he struggles around like Dimitar Berbatov used to. <laughs> but Berbatov could score a goal. So well, I was going to say, minus the talent, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I don't know if modern day football seems to breed this kind of um, identical arrogant behaviour without, well, too often without the um, the delivery at the other end of, um, you know... Yeah, the other end of the, uh, what you have yeah, to like, on, on yeah, the field. It's like it's the like yeah, it's the lack of effort. If he if he was prolific, he'd get away with it. Well, yeah, not, then you put so. up with the uh, you put up with the show, don't you? Yeah. You know? Um, and one more, Steve Selby says, um, he's are we he's happy we finished above Luton. I'm aiming for more than that, Steve. <laughs> that's not that's not my bar. Um, can we give can we oh can we give Coventry dad bod John, John Daddy? Uh, Fergie, he wants to give him Fergie, Tomo, Fielding, he wants to give him half a squad. Yeah. And a few quid. <laughs> well, we might beat them six one next year to give him all <laughs> for that. For O'Hare. All that for O'Hare. I was, oh, as well as a striker or two. I don't, yeah, okay. There's a lot you're asking for there, Steve. We certainly need a creative midfielder, which I think is his, is his fundamental point. I mean, I think, like I say, like he's obviously he's glad we finished above Luton. Like I say, I think we're all aiming a bit higher than that. But look, I think people forget we went on a run mid-season where we didn't, like, I think it was it one win in 15? Yeah, I was looking at that earlier so, on. So, I mean, if you, if you take that into account, it's probably not been a bad season, but then having a run of one win in 15 is quite bad. So, yeah, I mean, from... It's, it's, you know, you could say it's a good season, but that's a, there's a torrid run in the middle of it. It depends how you look at your life, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's like an accountant's tot-up as to what's good and bad in this life, yeah. you know, <laughs> as against the excitement. I mean, we went from um, October the 31st, Steve, to um, 15th of December. That's nearly two, just short of two months without a win. That was an away win at Bristol. Um, that's where we had, we've had the endless numbers of draws and losses and... I mean, there's, there's been some good spells. I mean, look at the, just in March this year, I mean, we've got, we've got beat at Barnsley away, and then we've got one, two, three, four, five wins mixed in with a couple of defeats. So, we, you know, we, we're kind of winning more than we're losing at that, in that spell. Yeah. 
cutting jaw, cut the jaws out as well. I've I've noticed towards the end, not as many jaws anyway. But yeah, win or lose, you know. You, yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's it's been a strange, strange, strange campaign. Um, are you looking forward to August, Steve? Are you looking forward? I'm to buzzing it? for it, mate. To be honest, I've even signed Good. my, my seven-year-old daughter's been signed up for a year of punishment as well. I've got her a season ticket. Um, good, that's good to hear. I mean, I, mean I, I said one thing I said yesterday after the game. I think uh, Carl, Carl and Max have made it a bit more bearable. Yeah, like, with their, with their commentary, I think. Otherwise, if you're getting a neutral commentator every week, it it, it would have been even worse. But yeah, I, feel, I, I mean, I know people that have said no. That like, they're like, it's obviously with every subject when you're a Millwall fan, it's divisive. Yeah, some black and white, isn't it? It's yeah, brilliant. some people just haven't like like the whole I follow thing in general. But I, I think Carl and Max have made it a lot more bearable, to be honest. Yeah, I, I've missed going to the den. I mean, I, I could probably, you know, I don't know how many what away travel is going to be like next season. That remains to be seen. It may be that we're back on the I follow for the away games. So I don't know, but um, I don't mind the away games and I follow. Um, I've missed going down to den. That's that's part yeah. of your life's. Um... It's the it's the day out thing as well. I think obviously we might. I've, I have to travel. It takes me about an hour to get down, but I'll I'll, I'll leave early in the morning. I get in the pub early. Yeah, and then you go and have it. It's 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 a it's the whole day experience. It's like obviously we're not like a touristy club where you just go to the ground, watch the game, and then go home. Come again. away. No, that's right. It's it's, it's, so, yeah, it's your... just it's the day out, and you, it's the social element. I think a lot of people will have missed that. Yeah, it's um, part of your life's routine, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and I think that's 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 um, that's been a big loss. I mean, I, there's a, there has been um, some good from this season, um, some good performances on occasions. A lot of a lot of um, hard watches at, at, at times, but we have finished mid-table. And we've mentioned it before, Steve. But I mean, I, I was really amazed when the club rolled forward the season ticket credits yeah. for next season. I, I mean, mean, I didn't get one for this season yeah. so I, had to, I actually had to pay full whack but yeah I mean I've known I think one bloke I know he paid as little as four quid yeah yeah to, I mean, to renew roll, so roll forward the credit I mean yeah but the yeah you know, the willingness of of, of um, John Berylson that's where the money comes from to to stand that loss because that's what it is um I think you know you got to you've got to acknowledge that and you know, at the end of the day, we're not Real Madrid. We are Millwall, no. and we don't, we don't, we, we go for the reasons that you've just touched on. Actually, I think Steve, we're, we're not really. If you come for the for the trophies and the glory, you probably yeah, come to the wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the thing is as well, it's more like I say. It's, uh, I mean, if you've had if you've had a shit week at work or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lovely to go and have a few beers and just go and scream obscenities at people for ninety <laughs> minutes and get it out of your system. It's like therapy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't let the show close without um, coming back to Sean Williams. Um, there's a, um, a tweet, of a, a few of them now, but the Richard Corley in the, a post-match press conference said that um, Gary Rout announced that that was um, Sean Williams' last game for Millwall yesterday, um, along with Frank Fielding, who I think we're less... Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> less focused on. The best thing he done was get injured on his debut. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 were you there for that game, Steve? Uh, I, no, I was on holiday at the time, so right, I missed I'm, it. Yeah. I'm privileged to have seen the the the, the, the Crankfield 27 game. minutes of Crankfielding's Millwall career. <laughs> um, but Sean Williams, I think we got to, and it's right to to say thank you to Sean Williams, one of the best servants I think that we've seen. Yeah, great servant. Yeah, I mean, it's about, like obviously he's he was he's been part of the part of the promotion side, absolutely. For the Morrison goal in the playoff final, so things like that, you're not going to forget him for. Like I say, just the way he's, way he went about his business, just like I say, consummate professional. So absolutely, get, I'm guessing he's leaving. So he wants a playing deal somewhere. 
and we haven't been able to offer that to him. So hopefully he gets himself a deal somewhere for next I year. I really hope so. I think he's, he's still got enough in his playing career to, to at least get another season. I imagine League One, and uh, I don't or know. League Two, yeah. League Two, perhaps. I mean, he signed from the Milton Keynes Dons from Irish football. This was back in um, 2014 for us. He'd signed for Milton Keynes, I think about 2011 from, from the League of Ireland club. Um, 295 appearances for the Lions, 22 goals um, in what is what? That's about an eight-year career, um, yeah. including the triumph at Wembley in 2017. And obviously, I, I, you don't really get players hanging around at clubs for that length of time anymore. It's a, it's a rarity, so... No, and especially no. I mean, especially the last, especially particularly this season, he hasn't really been involved. But I can no. imagine he's, I can imagine he's just where he's been at the club for so long. He's probably only to have around in the dressing room. So, in that sense, it probably will be a loss. Well, he's trying but, to develop his coaching role, isn't he? And I yeah, I, mean, that... I was a bit surprised that he didn't stay in the coaching capacity. But he, like I say, he obviously thinks he can carry on playing somewhere for a little while longer and. Yeah, like like football's a short career, so if you can yeah. get another year or maybe even two out of it, then why not? Hugely experienced player, Republic of Ireland international. He'll be an asset to any club, um, and as I say, I, I imagine that it'd be at the third or fourth tier now that he goes to, but it'd be an asset for that that club. And um, want to wish him all the best. I think Steve, I think that that's that's um, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. On behalf of all all Millwall fans, um, I think that's going to close our show today Steve that, that, will, that will end end the wake for yesterday's <laughs> 6-1 Mullering um, summertime beckons a lot of, lot of action yet to come over the, over the course of the summertime but I want to say a big thank you to you Steve for joining me on the show um, first no, time how did you enjoy it did you like it it's been a pleasure good um, considering the circumstances <laughs> Like it's I say, not, it is. It's like meeting someone at a wake, isn't it? It's nice to meet you. But, um... <laughs> like any good funeral, it's always better when it's done and you can go outside and have a laugh. You know, you, you, don't, you, <laughs> yeah. you have to have that moment where the, the tension is relieved. I've done shows um, straight afterwards and I'm not sure they work very well because, I mean, you just find yourself getting angry. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, probably would have been better, but probably better to put it off for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, really appreciate your time, Stephen. We'll do, no worries, do no some more next time. And thank you, Steve Evans, for joining on the show. And we are trying to put together a midweek show with the chaps, uh, season review. Um, we'll let you know how that goes. Until then, however, dear listeners, thank you for listening to Akdong Millwall. And um, Arriva Dirty Millwall, bye for now. Thank you for listening to Akdong Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arriva Dirty Millwall, till next time. Who do you want to watch? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.